Hello, creators. Save the date for our 2024 Creator Circle Retreat happening September 23rd through 26th in Vancouver, Washington, United States. Registration is open and the early bird deadline is March 15th. The 2024 Creator Circle Retreat will be four days of restoration and rejuvenation for yourself and your business. And you can find all of the details at wellnesscentercreators.com slash retreats, where you can also click to apply. As always, feel free to email with questions anytime at kendall at wellnesscentercreators.com. And lastly, it's important to note that the retreat is limited to 20 people and everyone from last year is getting ready to register again. So jump on it. As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Before we jump into today's episode, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Jane, a clinic management software and EMR. Whether you're just starting to do your research or you've been contemplating switching your software for a while now, the Jane team understands that the process can feel intimidating. That's why their goal is to provide you with all the onboarding resources you need to make the switch as smooth as possible. Jane offers a personalized call to set up your account, a free date import, and a variety of online resources to get you up and running quickly. And if you need a helping hand along the way, you'll have access to unlimited phone, email, and chat support included in your Jane subscription. If you're interested in learning more, book a one-on-one demo at jane.app slash switch. And if you decide to make the switch, don't forget to use the code wellness1mo at sign up to receive a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Here we go with part three of my conversation with Josh Satterley. So tell us how the software helps companies and teams put this framework into place. Well, I'm glad you asked. Is this where the interview switches to to me now? Now I'm going to interview you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Cool. I, I do appreciate you asking. So let me give you a little backstory. So my friend that I told you about, he passed away fat. He went to seven different providers, and then the seventh one said, dude, I got bad news. You you have colon cancer. And at that point, he only had like six weeks to live. So that kind of spun me down this path, and that's when we started doing the research, and we found this framework, right? Well, then, as you know, as a provider and a business owner, if you take any sort of research, like approaching your team and going, guys, there's this great research. You should read it. It's like... The chances of that happening are about as likely as me jumping on the moon right now. Like it's just not going to, and we shouldn't expect it to. That's not, especially like non-medical professionals. We shouldn't expect that, that from them. They're welcome to do it. And I, you know, high five them if they do. 
We shouldn't expect to do that. So then it gets a point of like, how do you take this framework and plug it in to a busy practice with human beings working the different positions? These aren't robots. These are real people who are busy and overworked and, you know, have a bunch of things to do. So then we started looking at how do you do this in real time? So I'll use that tailoring communication, right? Simple thing. We wanted to find a way that your front desk person, what do you call that? A receptionist or what do you um, We Is have our, between our two locations, one person's title is office manager and the other okay. one at our other location is wellness concierge. So it just kind of depends Ooh. like what yeah. our focus is. Yeah. Right. So for this sake of this argument, I'm just going to call them receptionist to say they're the person yeah. receiving communication from the patient. Okay. okay. So if they text your office, right? A lot of offices have text enabled on their phone, but it goes into someplace. And then you might receive a Instagram message because you're doing some posting on Instagram and you receive that in a different place. And then somebody might be filling out a form or an interest form on your website, and that goes to a different place. And this there's six or eight different ways they communicate. So now that that receptionist has to receive those those communications and go, okay, I need to log into the website thing. I need to log into the um, Facebook messages, check those. Then I need to go to Instagram. Then I need to check, did anything come in overnight in our email inbox? Did any, we get any texts? So what we look for is, okay, let's just pull that all together and unify it in a conversation inbox, regardless of how it comes in or it needs to go out. Let a computer decide that, like match a DM incoming with a DM outgoing. But let's just have one place where that what the receptionist needs to know is a message came in and I'm going to send a message back out. And if it came in one way, we just say, send it back out that way. Right? So we felt that that honored that tailoring of the communication strategies without putting an insane load on the people doing it. Right. And then this is a silly one, but we talked about earlier, the phone number that they get a message from, they should be able to call it back or they should be able to text it back. Or they should be able to ask a question to a real person like, hey, what are your hours, right? And we're working every day we're building that you can tie into your EHR and send your appointment reminders from that same number. So if they go, oh, my appointment's at one, shoot, I thought it was at four. I can't make it at one. Do you have anything on Friday? That reducing that friction just a little bit serves the patient, serves you as a business owner, serves your team, right? Because we're not going to get people not showing up for their visits. So we tried to use existing technologies that people were fairly familiar with or they could get familiar with to perform these tasks and then unify it in a way like you'd have your EHR open for medical stuff, charting, appointments, CPT codes, ICD-10 codes, right? That stuff's all medical. And then you would have another R platform open for everything else, every way you want to communicate with your patient, right? So then we kind of expanded it and you know, the first time you and I met um, for the listener, Kendall was the featured speaker at a um, Jane EHR ambassador event. And you talked a lot about like hiring, onboarding, all those things. So at first we were like, okay, communicate with patients this way. And then we're like, oh, well, it's just communication. Like I communicate with uh, people that become employees over here, right? So we built out processes and systems for that. They're all based around communication because if you're not doing that, like it, all this other stuff doesn't really matter. Right. And then further, we're like, well, how do people communicate? 
they do post on social media, right? So can we make that easier? They get Google reviews and Google will reward you if you respond to those reviews. Well, why not just have that go into that same unified, that same unified inbox? And, you know, like, it's just a message. I mean, it's, it's a different form of a message, different impact of a message. But in the end, it's a message to your office saying, here's a rating and how you guys did, right? Here's feedback. So can your team easily respond to it? And uh, trying to integrate all those things in a way that, again, is easy to use at that receptionist or even if you're um, a provider. And then add in some accoutrements, one of which is, um, th- I'll, I'll end it here because I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm uncomfortable how much self-promotion I'm doing right now. But No, I am so excited for this platform. Like when I first met you, you were kind of like, okay, you're working on this project, but then I've seen it develop over time. And now you're telling me about it. And I'm like, I'm so excited. And the wellness center creators audience needs to know about this. We need things that make our lives easier, first of all, but number one, you know, make the patient experience better. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And those two things sometimes were in conflict of like, here's what the research says to do for your patient. And then asking that, that person working at your office to do those things. It's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not going to log into five different platforms to respond, blah, blah. If it just becomes yeah. so egregious in time. So, the, so is that, go ahead. I just want to share this one, um, this one little feature we have that I think does so much to make people feel like we talked about validation and you are, you get that idea. Um, again, in chiropractic, it's not as well known. Like we just don't look at that stuff as much as we look at the physical side. Right. But that, that is strong. Um, so we have this ability to, you can send a message and then decide when you want it delivered. So let's say I want to send you a text, right. But I want to decide when it's delivered. Yeah. So the way I use this, <laughs> you already see the power in this, this is great. So, um, I'll tell you from personal experience, a mental health thing. My wife and I are in couples counseling, right? We drive to the, the office. We, you know, I got to schedule this visit in with my day and it has to coordinate with my wife. So we're like trying to find time. So we find time, we go there, meet with our counselor session goes great, loving it. And she goes at the end, she says, all right, your homework is, I'll just use an example, uh, have a date night, blah, 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 where you can't talk about kids or work. Right. And it's like, great, that's awesome, right? Then we step out of that office, we kiss and hug, and then my wife zips off to what she has to do, and I zip back to the office, and on the way to the office, my front desk says, oh, you know, uh, Mr. Jones showed up early, so he's waiting here for you, and I'm like, oh, so I get in the office, and I'm like, oh, Mr. Jones, good to see you, this and that, let's go back, I get him going to this and that, right? Then right after Mr. Jones, there's another patient, another patient, another patient, day ends, there's no more patients, I take out the trash, I you know, talk to my receptionist. I say this and that, blah, blah. And then the next week I go back to the counselor's office and she goes, how'd your homework go? And my response is, you gave us homework. (laughs) Yeah. But had she sent a message that didn't go out for 24 hours, like, Hey, it was great seeing you guys yesterday. As a reminder, your homework is colon, right? Like your homework is date night, no talk of kids or work, right? I would totally remember and probably do it and therefore have better outcomes 
And therefore, she would feel like a better therapist. And therefore, my wife and I would be super happy. And, you know, the butterflies would fly and puppies would all, would never grow up. And it would be amazing. But instead, we get we get involved in daily life. And this isn't, that's not just mental health. I mean, the same thing happens with my patients, right? I it's treat them and stretch the them out. They leave. Yes. Yeah. And so the ability to send that out, that scheduling a message is so powerful. So the way I use this, that I would encourage anybody, if you knew this, I finished with a new patient exam. Let's say I, I finished with you at 10 a.m. Now I'm not, this is text messaging. So don't send anything that's like PHI. You don't, I don't want to say like, uh, talk about your diagnosis or what we did. This is just this communication. So I sent out a message. I get done with the new patient visit. And as they're checking out up front, I'm writing the message. Right. And I say like, Hey, Kendall, it was nice meeting you today. I just wanted to check in by the way. And then I include a little personal snippet, something that there's no freaking way it could have been automated. So like, if you tell me your dog's name, during the visit, or you say, after this, I'm having lunch with my, my sister, or, you know, I don't care what you say, but I'm going to pull a little thing and I'm going to put it in that message. I'm going to send, and I'm going to schedule that message, not at 10 AM, but I'm going to say, go out tonight at 7.04 PM. And you're sitting there and I, and you get a message out of the blue that says, Hey, Kendall, it's nice meeting you today. I just wanted to check in by the way, how's your dog scrappy, right? When you get that, my hope is that you as a patient feel like, A, this person cares about me as a human. Remember, we talked about not the disease, but the whole person. They care about me as a human. And the last thing they did before they went home was think of me as a person. Yeah. Now, that's not totally true. But if they feel that way, that's great. Right. And yeah. then when I talk about your dog, Scrappy, or whatever your dog's name is, Kendall, but when I talk my about Scrappy. My dog's name is Birdie, and she... Okay because our logo, our mascot here at our clinic is a hummingbird. And okay. so she's our, she's our little mascot for our clinic. So her I name love is it. Birdie. So if I put in that message, by the way, give Birdie a scratch for me. You are reassured that I listened. Yeah. Right? Maybe not to everything, but I listened to the point where I remember Birdie's name. And I think it's so powerful to send that message that first night to reassure that patient that they're in the right place, that we can build a trusted relationship, and that I listen to you. Because yeah. if you read the research around patient communication, one of the most common things is, I didn't feel like I was heard, or I didn't feel like I was listened to. Yeah. And so that is one way we use it. And the other is, like, if you tell me, I'm running a, the you know, Mount Olympia uh, marathon I'll be like, eh? and I'll go in the back after you leave and I'll be like, hey, how was the race? And I'll send that out on race day at like 4 p.m. And you yeah. think, oh, my gosh, I am listened to. Absolutely. And but also like taking it further into this is why health coaching is so effective. It's because mm-hmm. of accountability and frequency of touch points. So when I think about using that platform, that mm-hmm. feature in the platform is yeah, communication, trust building, but also that uh, for us, right, we have a lot of shared treatment plans between disciplines. And so mm-hmm. for, you know, our health coach to, or our patient care coordinator who's in charge of making sure 
that that patient feels supported in what they're do, trying to do at home, like change their diet, for example, that they can be in that one spot to say, hey, how's it going? Right. I knew I know you're going to do some bulk meal prepping last night. Where did you get stuck? Let's talk about it. Yeah. And the ability to just decide when that goes out is so powerful, but it yeah. honors us as human beings being the ones who write the message that you don't, you don't have to remember, Kendall, let the computer remember, yeah. but put in the parts that the computer is not good at, which is you talked about bulk meal prepping or your dog's name's Bertie, or, you know, uh, your homework was to go on a date. No talk of kids or family or work, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's, yeah. So this is super exciting. It, yeah, it's exciting and it's it's fun. It's a challenge because, you know, it it can't be overly cumbersome. Like it yeah. just won't work then, you know? Okay, so a couple logistical questions. So is it yeah. is the plat is the software called Patch? No. <laughs> That's our framework. The okay. the software is called Trust Driven Care. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Trust Driven Care. care. Yep. That's because that's our goal. We're trying to help you build trust with your patients because it, you know, I'm sure you've in those forums where people are like talking about like, how do I get people to complete their care plans or how do I increase my PVA and how do I do this and blah. And I think if you don't have trust with your patient, you got an uphill battle. You could do it, but man, you got an uphill battle. If they trust you, like what you were saying about the doctor giving the agency to your kid that I could see on your face. It exuded that you appreciated that trust that had been built there. Yeah. It it works. So that's what we're trying to do. Okay. So second question, is the software live? Like, is it, can it be used by clinics today? Yes. Okay. And you mentioned integrating with EHRs. I know that Mm -hmm. you're working on or already have an integration with Jane, correct me Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And then what about other EHRs and, and how seamless is the integration? Like what can people expect if it's connected to their EHR? Yeah. Great question. So right now we're focusing, we're, I'm a clinician, right? Like I don't have a big software company. This is like, um, this is the, uh, the lady who sells cookies, whose bakery started in her own kitchen. That's how this is, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're focusing right now on building out our integration with Jane. And what we have right now is you can, you can create a, a patient in Jane from our system, or you could create okay. the person in our system from Jane, right? So like, for example, with Jane, um, most people in, in my experience do online booking, a patient books online. And then you can grab them and sync them across. And then you can update back and forth too. Like if, um, if in their, you know, paperwork in your office or whatever, they fill out some more fields, you can push those into Jane or you can grab them from Jane and push them whichever way. Like if you get their email address later or something like that. Um, the, uh, that's a, a manual click of a button right now, right? Okay. Because we're, we're going slow because we want it to work perfectly. Um, by mid February, that'll be an automatic process. So it'll update your system, uh, uh, you know, back and forth. It'll make sure everything's updated. And then our next step will be the automated appointment reminders. So for that to happen, it has to be automatic, right? And it'll send in a message, but we, we want to go step by step and get 
essentially your permission that you want things to happen because automatic sounds great on the front end, but that's happening whether you chose it or not. So, you know, you want to make sure that that's what you truly want. So that's the stage. And then after that, our next release is patient reactivation campaign. So it looks in your, in Jane or your EHR and says, here's the patients that haven't been in for 90 days. And then you can select what happens. Do you want to send them a message? Do you want to make a phone call? Do you want to put them on hold for a while? Like, oh, I'm waiting for an MRI back on that guy. Um, Is the messaging feature live? Yeah, you can do all the messaging you want with a patient. Um, You can have templates. So templates are one thing that I, I think is important because we use messaging templates and part of it is like save time for the front desk. So if like we have a template, what are your hours, right? I mean, they probably get that question a hundred times, right? Are you open on Saturdays, right? But the other way to think about templates too is, you know, from your professional license that there's certain ways you want a message phrased or not yeah. phrased, right? that the, the subtleties are difficult. So this allows you to write the message, but your front desk to send it, you know? And, and that I think is very important because like, again, I don't want to call you a low back pain patient. You are a patient with low back pain. Yeah. It helps you kind of build in scripts that we would teach our front desk. Right. Right. Or if I told you in our visit, oh, Kendall member, let's go over the patch. Are you ready? Here's the five things. Then we can send a message that reinforces that, which I said in the visit. But you can also, because you're busy and you're going in between patients, you can just look at your front desk person and be like, you know, hey, Mike, can you send her uh, the message, you know, our, our message number three about the patch? Yeah. You don't need to say anything else to Mike. You know that ri- message is going to be written correctly. You know it's going to be in the language you want with the subtleties and everything. All of this is honoring those five things. Like, are we honoring the patient's goals? Are we offering autonomy? Autonomy partly is like letting them communicate with us the way they want to, the way they chose to, right? For example, some people treat that like text messaging as the the inner sanctum, right? I'm not going to give you my personal cell phone number to send me a message unless I really trust you. So they might use Facebook Messenger as their kind of like safety zone, right? Like, ah, I'll Facebook message anybody, but you'll know you're in that inner sanctum when I get your phone number, right? Yeah. And I don't think that's hard for most people to understand, but from a healthcare perspective, we're sometimes quite demanding (laughs) of like the way it has to be done. So we have that. And then, you know, I'll go back to that we talked about, we have a new patient campaign. And once you have a new patient scheduled, sending out a picture uh, a day before the visit, right? A picture of your, so we always say like make reduced friction. So maybe a picture, if you're in an office building, picture of the outside um, or a picture of if there's 25 providers, it's great to send a picture. Like this is Kendall. This is who you'll be working with tomorrow, right? If you're alone, just say a picture of you that says, Hey, I'm Dr. Kendall. I'm excited to meet you tomorrow. Those things go so far to build that relationship, right? Yeah. And I think they're they're not hard to do with technology and they're not hard on your staff to do or you if you're the only person running it. Yeah. So those things are are possible. I'm trying to think of another appropriate Oh, reviews. Okay, so this is another mm-hmm. one. We want you to have great patient communication and great patient experience. And we want to make your life a little bit easier, right? Operations. And one thing I appreciate about you, Kendall, it's okay for us to make money at this. It's okay, right? If we provide that great service, we should absolutely make money. So as you know, like if you want to do that, 
the lifeblood of, of most small local practices is Google reviews, right? Three years ago, it was just get reviews. And you would see offices like 20, 25 now. Um, in your area, I don't know what it's like now, but I've seen chiropractic offices like 500 reviews now, you know? Yeah. That's great. But what Google shifted its focus to is, hey, it's not just reviews. It's, are you responding? Are you active in your Google business profile? So are you responding? And then they look for things like posting pictures, you know, pictures of people going through treatments and pictures of And are are you specific in your reply? Right. And are the reviews specific? Are they mentioning the treatment? Are they mentioning the provider's name? Are they mentioning the company's name? Right. And it's no, no longer, is it a great pay, great place, nice staff. Like that just isn't enough. It's Dr. Kendall helped me, help me through this very difficult time and blah, 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 blah. And three paragraphs will get you more than three more reviews, you know, to your point. And then it's important too, like they're putting priority on, um, posting new updates and pictures to your profile, like you would to a Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of an unknown thing, but offices that do that seem to be getting more SEO juice from Google. So responding to those things. So do that, make that as easy as possible, right? So we push those reviews into your inbox. You can respond to them and it goes right back to Google. If people hit you up, I don't know if you ever looked your place up on mobile, but there, it probably has Google chat. I don't know if you've ever used that. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's for whatever reason, it's only on, only if you look up on mobile, but, Mm. um, but here's a little trick for people. So in, in our system, when you ask somebody for a review, right? It asks them like, Hey, would you mind reviewing us? couple things. Don't ask them when they're standing in your office because Google looks at that IP address and thinks they could be handing you a candy bar to like, hey, were you reviews? So we always send it like 30 minutes later. So you're offsite, you're at your home or office or wherever. And then we ask if they don't take any action, we ask the next day. If they don't take any action, we ask one more time and we say, hey, this is the last time. We just wanted to reach out. If they don't take any action, don't keep bugging them. Don't have a reminder goes every day, right? But if they do, when they click the link in our system, they're taken right to the Google thing and they review it, right? But in that link, we have a little bit of magic built in. Google says that people who review your business are 10 times more likely to refer someone to your business, right? Sure. Because the type of person who reviews, oftentimes the type of person who refers, and the people that don't like to review, maybe don't feel comfortable referring people, right? So we put a little timer in that magical link that waits 30 days. And then it says, hey, Kendall, thanks so much for the review. Would you mind referring uh, someone to us? Right? Nice. Nice. And um, it asks a couple times and then it leaves them alone. And then six months later, it on the dashboard, it says, hey, you haven't gotten a re- you haven't asked for a review for six months from this person. Maybe you should ask. Um, so we try and do things like that where that's like a mixture of like in-person and automation, right? And I will just tell everybody listening, if you you want to double your number of reviews, it's not just sending the link. It's making sure the last person they work with asks, hey, it would mean a lot if you reviewed us on Google. Yep. Yep. And then they get the link. It feels socially awkward if you never talk about reviews and then all of a sudden they get this ask. Yeah, it's intrusive. It's intrusive. And, I, and I'm down with technology, but we also do physical cards. So... Like our provider will say, you know, it goes, 
go because we don't accept gratuity um, in our clinic, yeah. and we have like massage therapy, which oftentimes will accept gratuity yeah. for healthcare, so we don't accept it. So clients will try to tip our providers, and they'll say, you know what, the most actually impactful thing for me is if you left a review and mentioned my name in it, and mm, then we have like a postcard yeah. that says leave a review, enter our month, be entered into our monthly giveaway for products and services, has a scan code on it, they can scan it straight to Google for the review. But if they also then had a text message, you know, when they get home, then yeah. they're, then, you know, it's much harder to not leave that review. Right. You're giving your office every opportunity to get the review if you're going to get it. Yeah. And you also have to have the opportunity for that patient, allow them the autonomy to say no or not to take any action, you know, so balancing those two things. But yeah. Actually, that's a great point, Kendall. In the research that we looked at, sometimes we th- we go, oh, she didn't respond to this email, so I'm going to email her again. She still didn't respond, so I'm going to email her again. I'm going to email, 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 email. And basically, one of the rules of patient communication is if you're not getting a response on a certain channel, don't try worry about – Yeah, try a different channel, meaning go from email to text. If they're not responding to your text, hand them a postcard. If they're not doing that, mail something to their house. If they're not doing that, Call send them, them a the Facebook phone. message. What's that? Call them on the phone. That's right. Crazy talk, right? Yeah. But changing that message, and I think people sometimes go, oh, we don't have time for that. I think, look at the way you would handle like a relationship with your parents. There are times when you might mail a card. Why? Because you love them, right? You might mostly send a text message, but there's sometimes when you hop on the phone with them and just call them and say, hey, I'm thinking about this for Thanksgiving. Each one has its correct context, right? Like it has a good time to use that. But for some reason, when we get into businesses and our healthcare clinics, we throw all of that knowledge and experience out the window and go, we should probably just email everybody about everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. if that worked, I wouldn't have, let me look here, uh, 2,398 unread emails in my <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so there's, okay, there's all these features, but I don't want people to get overwhelmed because it's like, I love uh, spreadsheets, right? If you and I met and you showed me Microsoft Excel, if you showed me every feature, I'd be like, well, I'm never using that. That's totally overwhelming, you know? Well, it's kind of like an EHR. You know, you have to, it's like one one step at a time. You have to learn it. You have to add in the features as you're comfortable. Use what works for you. And give yourself grace because, you know, back in the day, if you were the only place using an EHR, you're better than 80% of all the other, you know, organized wise. As far as patient communication and and experience, you don't have to work really hard to be in the top 10%. Use their name. Use your name. Send a picture of the building. That's it. Do those two things. You don't need any of the other features we have and you're going to be, people are going to love you. You're going to be in the top 10% of all the practices in your area. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So trust driven care is at trustdrivencare.com. Correct. Okay. So that's where to find you. Um, Any other instructions you want to give if people are interested in learning more? Can they book a demo? Yeah, they can book a demo. And right now, again, it's like I'm the one baking the cookies and packaging the packages. So probably be me on the demo. If it's not me, then you'll know I've made it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but right now it's me and I'll I'll show you um, the features. And, you know, the only thing, if, if you book a demo, just, Think about what things would make a difference to your patients. Like Kendall and I practice a little bit differently, but we still have the core belief in patient experience. 
yeah. right? You have multiple providers and multiple disciplines. I got chiropractors and exercise therapists. That's it, you know? And they're basically one feeds the other. So your your practice and mine are a little bit different, but we still message people. We still, you know, want to collect information and stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So just give some thought. If you're asking for a demo, give some thought to like, how could you improve your patient experience? And it's going to come down to like two or three things that really matter. Awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited about this and Great. I can't wait to dive in and see how it can benefit our clinic. Um, mm -hmm. I always love chatting with you. I think you, <laughs> you know, we're, we're in alignment, a lot of things as far as yeah. you know how we approach care and uh, life. So yeah. um, I appreciate the conversation and yeah, I look forward to diving into this awesome resource. Yeah. I certainly appreciate you introducing me to just the idea of trauma informed and, you know, it's one more book on the bookshelf of patient care that I can use, you know, and, um, and hopefully if you use our system, I hope you can give us some feedback and say like, you need to oh, think you know about I this will. or, yeah, well, that, that's important for me to like, I hope this thing's never done. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 yeah. I always hate when you go to, there used to be this, uh, seminar I went to and I went like three years in a row and it was identical it never changed and i'm like Ugh. but i like the ones that like are constantly improving or finding more efficient ways and stuff and i'm like oh that actually is a lot better so i hope that the thing is never done and it but it comes down to people like you and your provider saying hey this would make it easier on me or this would you know connect with their patients and there's probably some way of communicating we're not considering now right yeah. i don't know if tiktok's going to be the way to communicate in the future or snapchat <laughs> help us all <laughs> you know yeah if you'll, if you'll have people asking, can you Snapchat me an online booking link or something, you know? So, oh, man. so we'll be ready for it. Yeah. So that's God. it. So thanks so much, Kendall. And yeah. I really appreciate you allowing me yeah. to come on your podcast to interview you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L, at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show, anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.